Welcome to Driving the C-Bus. I'm Scott, your host, along with my co-host, Kaylin McComb, um, and soon-to-be Bucklew. So we're taping this, actually, on her wedding week. So just in a in a few short days, uh, she will uh, be walking her down the aisle, trying to keep myself together and uh, and celebrating uh, just a great day. But um, we uh, have a really special guest with us today, uh, Mr. Radio Randy Malloy, uh, who is the uh, owner, purveyor, head cook, and bottle washer of uh, 92.9 here in Central Ohio. Uh, Randy is uh, going to talk to us a lot about perseverance, about how to deal with adversity, but most importantly, how to take local and use it to your advantage. Well, folks, we're here, uh, Scott and Kalen here, at dri- and driving the sea bus, and uh, have one of our really good uh, friends and and uh, repeat uh, podcaster here on driving the sea bus, Mr. Randall Malloy, <laughs> with us today uh, from ninety two nine, formerly CD one hundred two five, uh, and before that it was CD one hundred one. Um, and before that, what was it before that? It was nothing before that. It was nothing before that. Okay. Well, that makes perfect sense. And what we decided we were going to do, since we like to go to the Thurman's, a little shout out uh, to the Thurman Cafe. We love you, Charm. That's right. Charm. Serve it up. So what we like to do is, uh, we usually sit and eat burgers, but we decided to do this uh, podcast without wings and uh, burgers, but we were setting a date on the calendar to do that later on. So Randy, welcome. Uh, There's been a lot happening in your world uh, over the last little bit, like all of us have been super busy with COVID and restructuring how we do business and everything else. But you you had another uh, shooting star slash meteor uh, come out of the sky in your world with another uh, signal change. So maybe we should uh, uh, start off with that and then maybe we'll rewind and go to some history uh, with uh, how you started in radio. Um, sure. I mean, it's been a crazy 18 months because that's now 18 months or 19 months. I don't know since the pandemic was sort of introduced to us um yeah i mean uh you know your 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 original thought was we talk about entrepreneurship and you know the biggest thing i guess is that you kind of just have to keep going um you know someone told me once that i believe it was a a founder of someone that said done is better than perfect and you know i've kind of lived by that mantra unwittingly uh, for most of my existence that done is better than perfect that sometimes you just have to get it done i love that mindset there are so many people out there that say if you're going to do it do it right and i i read something the other day that challenged that and it was actually anything that's worth being done is be is worth being done poorly because the the alternative is not being done at all right and you know i i think that the idea of not completing it and waiting until it's perfect, it really detracts from the fact that, okay, so you get it done, but then if you at least improve it just a little bit every day, you're going in a forward direction. Right. And that's kind of how I look at it. That, you know, okay, it's not perfect, but it's done. So as long as you can move in a forward direction, you have positive momentum every day then you're going in the right direction yeah you know, you're gaining traction exactly what well, didn't thomas edison say well, i didn't fail seven thousand nine hundred ninety five <laughs> times i found ni- seven thousand ninety five times how not to make a light bulb mm-hmm. exactly exactly so, yeah. i don't think it was that many but close you know action is uh is i mean along with that uh, same mantra i mean action is key right to yes. to that because you know the it, <clears throat> entrepreneurs in a smaller world don't they they have the they have the advantage. And it's kind of like the uh, the red coats, the red coats, and the colonists, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the revolutionary mm-hmm. days, um, I was not back then. 
uh, alive back then. Wait, that but, was uh, in that was in the seventies, right? Uh, no, <laughs> oh. no. But anyway, uh, way back when in the seventeen hundreds, right? They had to mark in straight lines. They were told when to fire. Everything else, the colonists on their hands were whatever they wanted to. Uh, they were hiding behind rocks and trees and and advancing on at will. I mean, that's the way it is with smaller firms, right? Because right? you can right. use guerrilla marketing to your advantage. Right. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, we're we're a local business. We're a small mom-and-pop radio station. In the grand scheme of things, we're just a small business. You know, we may have a different product than a unique product compared to most, but we're still a small business. And for three decades now, I've always thought of us as such. And when we look at these large conglomerates, these large radio groups that are huge, they're monstrous. They are, you know, they are the the Googles of the of the world. I've always equated it to that they are, in fact, dinosaurs, giant reptilian creatures that take these huge, slow, plodding steps. And we're just a mammal that runs between their toes. And literally, by the time they kind of see us coming and lift their foot, I've run from one end to the other and back twice before they even put their foot down. So we can stay out of their way with enough maneuverability to shift and pivot and adapt and adjust while they're still looking, going, turning their heads to think about taking another step in a different direction. So it's exactly that. It's that get it done. It doesn't need to be perfect. Move forward, have momentum and be reactive to the things that are around you so that you can pivot and shift, you know, sort sort of equating back to, yeah, we've definitely had a little diversity and adversity this year when it came to the past 18 months. Um, you know, we all, I'm of the mindset that we all wound up getting COVID February of 2020 when my program director came back from Las Vegas, we all got sick. Everyone had the flu, um, and everyone got really sick, the 20 year olds to the 50 year olds. Um, and you know, eventually, um, my program director Mace passed away unexpectedly in June. We don't know why we can't prove it was COVID related or not, but you know, he was a 50 year old guy and he just unexpectedly passes away. Don't know why seems odd. No one got sick. We had to replace him very quickly. I had to have a program director in there. And, you know, luckily we found someone who had worked for iHeart. They'd worked for the big corporate and she was sitting on the beach somewhere, basically living in her parents' basement. I said, can you come up? And she came up the next day, literally on the 4th of July weekend, she showed up and gave her a tour. She hung around for a week and I said, do you want a job? And she said, expletive. Yeah. And I said, great, you're hired. How did you deal with the beach? Uh, axiom there the beach well that's what that's what people call that when you're you're retired from radio they put them on the beach uh, okay it was a figure to figure okay sorry. gotcha i was gonna because i re- that really would have sold some records there yes. if we could have uh figured out how you did that <laughs> yes that's right so it wasn't perfect but it was done and she came and she you know got into place and she's working out great laura's an amazing person uh she's a smart articulate woman she is great at programming she understands the business because she came from you know great training in other stations and she saw what to do and what not to do so giving her the helm and giving her the ability to take over has worked great but that was unexpected and you know it was like okay well deal with it go um and then right a couple months later same same thing you know sort of handed this hey we're gonna not renew your lease and you're gonna go off the air Okay, so what do you do? Well, you know, my my options are to curl up in a fetal position and rock back and forth in the corner, 
you know, or uh, say, okay, well, where do we go? And you just look down the path and say, well, there's all these different options. Which one do you want to take? And that's what you had to do. Yeah. Uh, again, sitting and, you know, stagnating isn't an option. It just isn't. No. And the thing is, because you did move forward, um, you, you were able to take the, those uh, those areas and those events of adversity, especially the, the lease uh, mm-hmm. uh, situation, and turn it into two of the biggest uh, news press releases that you've ever had in your mm-hmm. career. Yes. yes. Yeah, the one was, we're going off the air right. and the whole week, goodbye, and everything else. We're going to go yep. streaming and all that. And then how long was it? Maybe three weeks. Three weeks. We're back. We're back. We're back. This is who we are. Right. And we've got a, a new a new signal, but mm-hmm. the same uh, local rock. Right. And, and, you know, it's funny because, you know, people will still be like, oh, well, that was a great stunt. I was like, it wasn't. I didn't plan it. That's it, life. It, right. Exactly. It really wasn't planned. I mean, you know, someone said, well, when did you know you would go off the air? And I was like 10 years ago because I saw the lease date. And unless we got something worked out, I knew that that was going to be the date 10 years back. So that wasn't like it snuck up on me. It just, we couldn't make it work. So it got as close as we could and said, okay, we're not going to get this to work. So we're going to have to shift, pivot, adapt, adjust. Now, I know it, it's crazy to say that there's no shortage of, of you know, obstacles that you guys faced last year. What would you say, and we're not going to count the pandemic as one of them because that's too generic at this mm-hmm. point. What was your biggest adversity that you say you overcame last year? Um... Honestly, I think it's that, you know, the the general feeling for radio as a whole, you know, uh, people people sort of underestimate the power of it. And it really was interesting to see when we said we were going off the air to see the outpouring of support from people that, you know, had been listeners, were listeners, wanted to be listeners newest from CD 101, newest from CD 1025, just sort of heard about it and said, oh my God, wait, I love this. This is great. What's happening? That probably was the, the most interesting part about it all because we had about a million interactions when it came to all of the, the you know, from social media to the, the letters. We got handwritten letters and phone calls and Faxes. <laughs> but I mean, not just from Columbus. You were right. getting them oh, from the West everywhere. Coast. You're getting them from Boston, from All e- e- everywhere that understands yes. local radio. They yep. know who mm-hmm. you guys are. Right. People that were fans back when we started 30 years ago that still followed us on the internet and streamed us and from other locations and even people that weren't aware of us but were like, what? what what's happening? This is like an institution. You guys have done this for 30 years. How is this possible? Where are you going? Why is it happening? So that was probably the most challenging thing was that sort of having to figure out, okay, so are we actually going to be done? Do you like, let it I'm go not, or do you fight? Yeah, right. And and I was like, well, I don't want to be done. I'm not ready to be done. You know, I still have lots of fight left in me. And this is something that matters. I mean, if it doesn't matter to anybody else, it matters to me. And then to see this outpouring of support, that really sort of helped cement that, okay, I'm not crazy. I mean, I may be crazy, but at least other people are okay with my crazy. Right. It kind of makes me think of the Columbus crew and mm-hmm. what happened when they were, okay, no, we're going to move the team to Texas. And, right. the, and the outpouring of people, people that weren't even soccer fans. No, don't move. That's our team. You can't just right. move the crew. They saved the crew. Right. Well, then what happened? Well, we're going to change the name. 
we're going to keep it here, but we're going to change the name. Same thing happened. No, you're there not. was this out- <laughs> right. Yeah, there you're was this outpouring any of our Columbus crew right. from from fans to non-fans all over the country with this this backbone of support. It's 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 great to see that type of mindset in in the fight for you know local attractions. Right. Well, I mean, I think it, it there's definitely some I think intrinsic pushback on big business. Um, and I don't mean in a negative way, it, more so than just a negative way, but I just mean that, you know, people really want to support and help the underdog. You know, th- they want to see what they see in themselves sometimes is that that fight to help something maintain its its integrity and maintain its status and maintain this sort of thing that they're used to doing. And I, I don't want to change again. It's just there's so much stuff that changes all the time. Can I just keep something the same? And I think it's sort of that overwhelming appeal of just just leave it alone, just let it where it is. I just I just I don't want this change right now. It makes me wonder. So, are you even concerned, or I, that maybe wasn't the right way to phrase it? Do you even concern yourself, I guess, with trying to keep up or compete, if you will, with the Spotify's, with the Pandora's? No, I mean I don't. We 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 sure you have to be aware of them, but I mean they are what they are. They're a jukebox. And they're going to keep trying to to do what they do, just like you know a lot of the big radio corporations are right now. They're basically becoming satellite radio. They're being programmed from somewhere else, and they're just using terrestrial signals to be programmed from a single location because it's cheaper, um, it's easier. Uh, they don't have to maintain all the equipment, the offices, the people, you know. And the thing is that works for us is that we're local, and it's that localization that. That's kept us here for 30 years and hopefully it'll keep us here for 30 more. It's that support of the local community. Um, You know, social media is great. Don't get me wrong. I love social media. But at the same point, you know, if you're looking at a feed, the only people that are getting rich from social media are social media companies. Well, but Randy, how do you find new music if you don't have a playlist with an algorithm that gives it to you? Right, exactly. Well, I have people that do that. I have actual human beings that listen to something and say, oh, wow, this actually stinks. I don't know why people think this is great. Even though you know the artist, they don't always make great music. Well, you know, back in the day, we actually used to listen to the radio, and that's <laughs> right. where we would hear the songs for yes. the first time. Yes. And before smartphones or anything else, that's how people communicated. That's how you found out where the traffic was. You didn't have ways or anything like that, right? right. You found out all these other news bits on radio because that's how you got from point A to point B. You, know, right. you and your roll of dimes. Uh, as a salesman, I had a roll of dimes in the in the ashtray, right? And I would go and I'd find a payphone. Remember that uh, mm-hmm. back in the day? And I would sit there, put two two dimes in, make a phone call, talk to a customer, hang up. I'd do that until my next you know my next appointment to fly off. But the fact of the matter is, you have uh, that's that's how things used to happen. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think we're coming full circle back to that. We talked about local. Uh, local is not only a Columbus thing; it's kind of an Ohio thing. Uh, where in all the cities in Ohio, people are are really, you know, representative of where they come from, you know, and and uh, uh, and 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 want to support local. But but the uh, but the the radio piece, though, I mean, you got to admit, I mean, how many independent radio stations are there out in the in America anymore? And there's not a ton. I mean, there's non-commercial stations, and there's you know local mom and pop stations, um, and there's not a lot. I mean, they've been absorbed, um, you know, they've unfortunately closed um, or, you know, not survived. Uh, and it, there's not a lot of us left. Um, you know, it's not for the lack of trying. Um, it's just for the lack of, I think, you know, finding that support in their neighborhood. 
Um, you know, we've been lucky. We've been lucky for the fact that Columbus is very supportive of the local community. Um, you know, and I think the idea of, you know, shop local, rock local, be local, think local, all those things work so well in Columbus because it still has that community feel to it, even though it's, you know, the 10th largest, 12th largest city in the country, it still has a good community feel to it. Um, and I think that's part of sort of Midwestern values, you know, yeah. um, but it, it really is amazing. And it's, it's a, a testament to, you know, the, the Columbus area, the people that live here, how they do support local businesses, um, you know, from small restaurants like the Thurman, you know, that, that we enjoy going to, to, you know, even you guys, Heartland Bank, you know, you're a local business, you know, you guys have grown over the years since I've known you, um, but you still support local. You know, you're still, I look at your posts and you're still doing 4-H things and helping local farmers, you know, still doing where your roots came from, helping local, you know, not just looking at big business and not looking at customers as just another number on a balance sheet. And that's, you know, to me where, where our wheelhouse is, that's where we lie and that's where we survive and thrive at. It's helping the small businesses that do in fact need to market, that do need to activate their brand you know, that need to promote themselves. And it's really interesting to see how that works because, you know, we'll, we'll meet with certain clients and sort of talk to them about what their needs are and assess what their, their operations are. And, you know, they kind of talk to us and it's, it's not surprising that sometimes businesses don't know how to advertise or market because that's not what they do. You know, their business is doing making their business. Win, making right? widgets, right? Uh, business, whatever they do. Right, right, their business is their business. And I see that from literally from bands, local, you know, musicians, that that's not what they are. They're musicians. They're not They're not promoters. They're not marketers. And, you know, they're like, well, we don't, we put something on Facebook. And it's like, right, but that's not, <laughs> that doesn't work. It's just sort of throwing something into the wind, hoping that it lands on someone's windshield. And they go, oh, I'm interested in that. Because if they're not, then it's just a piece of paper on your windshield. So how? Tell me uh, now that you've made the the change to the ninety two nine. I love the the brand rebranding with the with the red over the one zero two five, and I mean just uh, and and that just rocked the house. I mean the uh, uh, I still remember doing an interview with um, uh, is it who's your morning guy with Brian? Brian, Brian, yeah. So over the barrel with Brian, I think is what it was called uh, the burn barrel, burn the apocalypse. Barrel. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, and then they had the truck behind me and it's literally spray painted on the side oh, yeah. of the truck. 92, mm-hmm. nine. I think that's kind of where it came from. Right. I mean, you just decided, Hey, look, we're going to just, we're gonna, <laughs> that's going to be our marketing push. We're going to rip it apart and, and re put it together. Pretty much. You know, I mean, that's, that is absolutely done is better than perfect. Um, you know, we had zero time when we moved from CD one Oh one to CD one Oh two five. We found out about it internally on July 1st. Uh, it went public to the world about, I don't know, three days later un- unwittingly. But for a year, we were CD 101 at 1025. And we did that for about a year. And we had plenty of time and months to rebrand and all this stuff. And when we moved from 1025 to 929, I literally had three weeks. And so I kind of, you know, reached back into the guerrilla marketing playbook that sits on my shelf and the corners are frayed off. And, you know, it's got dirt on pages where I open and look at it. It just was, all right, what are we going to do to, to differentiate ourselves from what it was and you know what it is. And it was just like, all right, you know what, let's just brand it this way. And I literally 
thought of the idea, grabbed a can of red spray paint. I said, grab the video cameras and videotape doing it. Yeah. And that was, was like, awesome. Are you totally going to practice that? Totally like, are you going to pr- practice that? I'm like, no. I said, I'm not going to practice it because that would defeat the purpose. It has to be exactly what it is. Well, it had to be Radio Randy. I, when you were doing that, I had uh, <laughs> like visions of the uh, uh, Twisted Sister. Yes. Yeah, with that Snyder. guy ripping stuff apart in, the, in one of the first uh, music videos mm-hmm. that we saw on MTV back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw it's a lot of the same thing. You know, and the other thing that you did with that whole push, which I thought was brilliant, I, I don't know if, if it was a cognitive thought, but again, this my point is that. It, you, to be an intentional entrepreneur with your local brand, it doesn't have to, you don't have to, it's not rocket science. No. Do your thing, right? Do your thing and do it well and move forward and you'll just think about it. So you, you rebranded that, but you put the new one, the new logo or the new uh, you know script over the old script. So you're automatically labeling one to the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, right. it, but you didn't even have to tell anybody that. Right. And, and then the way that you did it, because you're Radio Randy and you have your own, uh, wild posts and all the different reality things that we see from you. It just made total sense. Right. Well, I mean, again, it, the connection sort of had to transition and to, it, it's not, it wasn't re it wasn't rebranding as much. It was the transition. It was evolution. You know, uh, you look at, you know, sort of Darwinism. You said earlier, I think when we were off microphone, it, you know, it's, it's, You've got evolution, you have revolution. Revolution is bloody and it's sudden and it's explosive and it's all those things of, you know, these these connotations of, you know, destruction and rebuilding. And this wasn't that. This was just evolution. We just moved. You know, it's just sort of like, well, we moved to a different storefront. You know, I didn't change my products. I didn't change the, you know, the guy that's behind the counter that greets you in the morning and says, hey, I'm Brian Phillips. Have some coffee. You listen to my stuff. We didn't change that. We just evolved from one location to another. So just move along with us and we'll all be good to go and, you know, get on with your lives. I want to go back to something that you said a little earlier, and and it was about how there's a lot uh, a lot less local radio stations out there. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts behind that? Do you think it has anything? I mean, the way that my head goes is the first place it goes to is YouTube and podcasting mm-hmm. and how that has kind of, it's become very easy for anybody to kind of get their message out there without necessarily having to be on the radio mm-hmm. or kind of do the due diligence, if you will, behind it. Sure. What, are your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, you know, I think with the internet, you're seeing a removal of the gatekeepers. You know, the the gatekeepers were the ones that were always there to, you know, they were in Hollywood. They're the ones who said, who's going to be a movie star and who's going to be not? Who's going to be famous and who isn't? Same in the record industry. Who's going to be a pop star and who isn't? You know, and all of that has been disrupted. You know, you've got a, a, a person like Billie Eilish who just says, hey, I don't need you record company dudes i'm gonna make my stuff I've, I've got a i've got a good product i've got a good you know set of lungs i've got good songwriting skills so i'm just gonna put it out there and see what people think yeah but you're not even governed by the fcc either right right i mean so you right. can say bugger right you know right. to go back to wakrp in cincinnati a long right. time ago but it's right they're not even involved nope and so now it's a it creates a whole new fresh canvas of of content, right? The people right. before there were many gatekeepers, tons, and that's and it's funny because you know if you think about that, the sort of the gatekeeper philosophy, that was when you first saw, you know, when people were long, long, long ago, they shared music by recording it off the radio, and they would make cassette tapes and share it that way. Well, then we had 
all this sharing that was going on that was, oh no, it's illegal. People are sharing music because they're, there's a website that does that and the record companies lost their minds over this. Yeah. They did because they're like, we're not going to make money. We're losing money. Oh no, what, what what's going to happen? Well, they make more money now than they did before right? because they didn't realize that the progression allowed them to save on expenses because they don't have to print vinyl anymore. They don't need to produce that music. You rent it. They've trained people to rent music. You don't buy it. You don't own it. Now you rent it. You pay a subscription service and you get to have it until you stop paying and then they don't let you use the music anymore. Right. So you're seeing a huge pushback now for vinyl. People are buying music again because they're realizing going, wait a second, I'm renting this when I can own it. It's like, right. Listen to it whenever you want, not just when you pay for it. Sure. When I I would even argue that when it comes to the the gatekeeper mindset, I mean there are still gatekeepers in, in the other entities, the YouTubes, the Google, you know, sure. Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. They're still out there. They're still, of you know, kind of picking and choosing who is, you know, what that algorithm looks like mm-hmm. and, and, and how fast you can get to the top. Right. But I don't but don't you think though, I mean, you kind of grown up with all those things, right? I I came from a world where none of that existed. Mm-hmm. And everybody I mean, the newspapers and maybe, you know, the three channels on TV were the mm-hmm. and, and and the local radio stations were the ones that uh would really control that. I think people are having a new realization that you can go do whatever you want and and you and and they're I think they're wise becoming more and more wise to the uh to the controlling nature and the manipulation Absolutely. of the narrative and all those kind of things from these larger conglomerates right and so uh, that's why people are buying vinyl that's why podcasts you can go out and listen to whatever you want to you can uh you know local bands uh, craft beer I mean all these kind of things where you right. can get to the place where you want to be you don't have to run with everybody else and smoke Marlboros and drink, you know, Bush. You just don't have to do it anymore. You right. know, there's all kinds of other choices. Well, I think it's just the fragmentation of the marketplace as a whole. Um, you know, it allows people to have the choice that they want. And it, it's, you know, hopefully you're seeing brands do that. Um, you know, and again, that's, that's, I think part of the entrepreneurship it's created is the ability for people to have ideas and to go for things that they may not have before that there are enough of these niches out there that, right, you can find just about anything these days from, you know, I like my donuts only if they're, you know, three inches in circle with a tiny hole in the center. Oh, they make them somewhere. Oh, okay, those are the ones I want. I'm going to buy those. That's right. Well, that's you what know? I was going to say is that in the same ways that it could have hindered the industry, it also could have helped. So that right. that's my next question is, do you think that the, this evolution, um, and not necessarily with radio, but with all the other caveats that are out there, have helped or hurt independent radio? Um, both. And why? Both? Oh, well, mm. let's see. Well, you know. Show your work. Show your work. Oh, my gosh. I was, uh, a, I was a common core kid. You know, it doesn't matter. Say, doesn't right? matter how we get there. That's the right answer. Doesn't right. matter how I got there. So, you know, I think it's, it's interesting. You know, when it comes to the localization, we're still top of mind when it comes to that because we can talk about things that are current and topical. You know, we're instantaneous. So we were the original social media. Um, You know, we're transportable. We go with you. We're on your phone. We're in your car. We're in your desktop. Wherever you want to be, you can find us and you can listen to us and we can give you the information you want. So that's sort of the beauty of that. Um, You know, the ability for us to promote things and to sort of help be a gatekeeper because, you know, I, I use the example, if you imagine a sheet of paper is a single song. And then stack 
those pieces of paper from the floor to, I don't know, about the top of your eyes, you know, three feet, five feet, seven feet, whatever it is. Now find me a good song. Go ahead. Just pull one out. <clears throat> and it's like, oh, this one's not what I like. Okay, next. Keep going. You know, so unless you have the time of a hyperactive 16-year-old, someone needs to help you. You know, that's the thing. <clears throat> it's funny. A perfect example is the other day we went to the Hello Mega Tour which was Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer. And, uh, you know, traffic aside, I took one of those little scooters and zoomed right in and got there for Weezer. And I was like, oh, great. I knew every song, love Weezer, great. And then second band was Fall Out Boy. And there's all the people like, oh, I'm excited, Fall Out Boy, great. I'm like, cool. And I kind of sat there, I'm like, okay, don't know the song. Okay, don't know the song. Don't know the song. And pretty much by the end of the show, uh, all the Fall Out Boy songs, I was like, I really didn't know any of their music. And they're like, how do you not know their music? It's like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, because we don't play them. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't have the time to go research stuff. I need a gatekeeper. I need someone to tell me what's good music and I can choose then from a reduced list of options. So that's kind of where we don't really play Fall Out Boy on the radio station. So I really haven't really heard it, been exposed to it. So I didn't know the songs. It doesn't mean that I didn't like some of the songs. Sure. I just wasn't exposed to them before. So I think that that's, you know, that that good and the bad of being exposed to stuff is we do need gatekeepers, though. Mm -hmm. You have to have that a little bit. You know, when we take the ice cream truck out <clears throat> and I've got 14 flavors, I only put three up because that's about it. People can only decide from those three flavors. Anything more than that, they look at like, oh, well, oh, should I get... Maybe I should get, and you know, they're standing there for five minutes trying to decide. And you're like, next. Okay. Move do you want the SpongeBob right. or do you want let's, strawberry shortcake? Let's go <laughs> move it along people. But if we leave just three, it's much more readily chosen. So, so, so tell me, um, uh, this last, maybe last question here. And then I, I really want to share the story of how you and I met, um, for our listeners out there, the folks that maybe, maybe you don't even know. Um, how it happened, Caitlin. But uh, tell me, what is the, for independent period, independent radio, mm -hmm. independent community banking, mm -hmm. independent uh, hardware stores, whatever. Sure. Tell me what you think the future of those uh, of independent is. Oh, well, I mean, I definitely think it's 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 strong and growing. Um, you know, a lot of big companies are, you know, always touting the fact that like, you know, Hey, we're here for you. Hey, we're always open. Hey, we're here to communicate with you. But that's what local businesses do. They are already here. They already do that. Um, you know, the, the reason I met you was because I had problems with big companies and I couldn't get one to listen to my story because I didn't fit into that little mold. I didn't fit into that little square box. I was like, I, I I'm different. I'm a radio station. Like, Radio. Let me hold on. Let me get my sheet of paper. Which sick code and, is that? And, right. Which exactly. Code? And they're like, they're like, I, I don't see the little box to check off. So you, could you be something else? I'm like, no, that's what I am. I don't. I. What do you mean? I just, just, I just need to talk to somebody. But there was no little box to check off. So it was funny. You know, I literally talked to you, and I said, I'm this. You're like, okay, let's meet. I'm like, wait, really? Sure. You're like, let's meet. And I was like, okay. And I explained to you what we were, and you're like, great, we can help. I was like, that easy. Are you sure the box was there? Well, we what, what form are you using? We're always outside exactly. the box. Right. But that's, you know, so I think that 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 ability for local businesses to meet people's needs on a very, very personal level 
is what you'll see a lot of people want. Because, you know, I, I'm sorry, the internet is going to be the death of shopping. But it's not because of the fact that, you know what, people still want to try and close. People still want to hear someone's opinion. People want to get that, you know, tell me about it more. So, you know, to me, I think that that, that connection to local, that connection to people will always be there. And I don't think it's going to subside anytime soon. No, it's actually uh, the small businesses' single uh, single largest weapon. Mm-hmm. They just have to use it and stick to the gun, stick to their plan, mm-hmm. and go for uh, go forward with that uh, mantra. You know, I tell you, uh, you so Randy, we actually got an email from you and Roger, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, and you guys sent it out, I don't know how many other bank CEOs you sent it out to, but it was a rant about <laughs> banks that are never there for you, and they you have to fit the box and everything else, and and I'm pretty uh, in tune to things. I, I responded in about seven minutes, I think, to that email, <laughs> and I said, well, I'll meet with you. I don't know you guys, but right. I'll meet with you. I didn't even know anything about CD you know, no. 101 at that point. Didn't know anything about it. That's had to be 15, mm-hmm. 17 years ago. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And so I fixed their your banking problem in about thirty minutes. They said, right. "Well, tell me about local radio because I think that's really cool." Right. So, Randy, thanks yeah. very much for coming on. No, seriously, Randy, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an, a pleasure to talk to you today. I know I've been listening to you since I was growing up, so we certainly appreciate having you here, and uh, hope to see you soon. Oh, absolutely! I appreciate you guys uh, having me down. Uh, always happy to hang out with you guys, and uh, you know, give you the wisdom that I don't have. <laughs> Or, well, look, or that you're about to have. There you go. Way to go. Radio Randy, uh, 92.9, formerly 102.5, formerly 101. <laughs> Going to be here forever. Independent Rocks. Thanks, buddy. Thank you.